What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coffee and Chai, a podcast all around faith, culture, and our continued pursuit of happiness. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to the show. This is episode six of the brand new podcast, Coffee and Chai, and this is your first time checking us out or you've been tuning in week in and week out thank you so much this has already been an awesome platform to share stories of faith and creativity and today on the podcast it's no different i was able to sit down and chat with a good friend of mine kyle womb he is the cto of a company in the tech space called shopper as well as one of the first people i had the privilege of being able to mentor many years ago and today on the podcast we're talking around entrepreneurship faith and the power of practice. And so I pray this conversation blesses you, encourages you, and inspires you. Enjoy. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up? What's up? I'm super excited to be on the Coffee and Chai podcast. Crazy to see how this went from an idea to, you know, a real life podcast now. So um, I know we've talked about this for a long time. Super excited to be on the show. Hey, man. Thanks for joining, man. I know I, I definitely told you about this last year, and I was like, man, I'm going to do it. And, you know, sometimes you just talk about fleeting ideas, but um, it was definitely something you and a lot of other people inspired me to really just get going, get started. Um, but um, I actually had to go back in my phone because I was like, man, when did I meet Kyle? Man, how long have we known each other? And I realized we've known each other for, man, almost 10 plus years. It's kind of crazy, kind of crazy story. But um, before we really even jump into that, just for those who may not know who you are and what you do, who are you? What do you do? Why do you do it? Yeah, so uh, my name is Kyle Womb, originally from Atlanta, uh, moved out to the Bay Area about three years ago, and I'm currently the CTO of a company called Shopper, mm-hmm. and Shopper helps consumers discover new fashion forward styles that you can try on in the convenience of your own home. And so I recently made this jump to be a full-time entrepreneur. And it's something I've always wanted to do. I transitioned from software engineer to being a founder and a technical co-founder. Mm. And um, I think it's just amazing. Like I, the reason I do it is because I love to see, like we were just talking about, like seeds of ideas come to life. And so um, that's a little bit of the why I do it. Man, that's awesome, man. Um, you know, I think that uh, I've had a front row seat to see um, just literally your journey into tech here in the Bay Area and then starting your own brand. Um, but when you look at really just the journey of stepping into entrepreneurship, owning your own business and having your own brand, because, you know, it's your own brand. It's, it's on you. It rises and dies with you and your team that you build. And so uh, when it comes to really the motivation behind starting it and getting it started, what was that? Like, what motivated you? Yeah, so I had been so I always, like from the beginning, I knew I wanted to be a tech entrepreneur, but I knew I didn't have the, I'm not going to say I didn't have the means to do it, but the timing wasn't right. Mm. Uh, I went to, I went to Georgia Tech and when I graduated, I had about like $35,000 in student loans. Mm -hmm. And so I know entrepreneurship is a risk. Uh, It was literally in the definition of the word. And so I knew at that point I wasn't able to take that risk. And so I was like, okay, why don't, why don't I just, you know, work for a few years learn the tools, learn mm-hmm. from people around me that are doing this, and then uh, take that leap. And so um, pretty much last year was like a year for me of influence. And you even like spoke that over my life. You mm. said, you know, I see I see influence in your life. And so I focused on that, focused on building a brand on who I am. And I actually, you know, 
was very blessed to get a lot of recognition. People yeah. were like starting to know who I was and it was a good feeling. And so, and this year, and so like 2020, it's time for me to like actually take that leap. I was able to pay off my student loans, Come on. Um, which is a blessing in itself and I'm, I'm debt free now. And so I'm like, you know, um, while I'm able to, I'm young, I, I just turned 25. I was like, it's time for me to, to take this risk and, and go, go all in on entrepreneur life. And of course it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but, for me, I was like, worst case scenario, I just go back and get a job. That's wow. that's the I like that's the worst case scenario, um, in this case. Oh, that's real, man. It's like, you know, like if things just don't work, um, I, I still have my education. I can still definitely one hundred percent get a job. Um, and you know, I think the hardest part for a lot of people when it think when it comes to starting your own business, starting your own brand, is like stepping away from something that's comfortable. Um, and I know right here in the Bay Area, it can get really comfy, really cushy. When it comes to, man, I got a good job. I'm making good money. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I want to start my own thing. You know, at some point, I got to let go of that comfort and to step into something that's un- uncomfortable. And you mentioned, um, you know, you, you picked up a lot of things um, at, at, at your career, in your career, um, at your old job. And so when you think around some things that you've kind of taken with you, obviously outside of the financial aspect, but what are some things that you feel like you took away from um, your nine to five job? Yeah, definitely. So uh, what I took away from my nine to five job was definitely the the hard skills. So skills such as like learning how to code. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I already knew how to code before, but like, you know, kind of perfecting my code so that it can be uh, production ready. Um, so th- uh, that's one thing that I learned. Also, I would say most importantly are the soft skills. Mm. Um, I learned a lot about management and, you know, how and, and management and leadership, you know, and also the difference between the two. Uh, I had uh, I've had a couple managers at my previous job at my previous job, some that, you know, were great leaders, some that were just managers. Mm-hmm. And so um, I really learned how to lead. I, I, I would say I learned how to lead uh, by good examples and by bad examples. And so uh, those are things that I actually took that I'm taking into this new um, endeavor. And so I'm like, OK, what kind of leader do I want to be yeah. when I go to my team, you know? And so those are, I would say, the technical skills and then also, like, those soft leadership skills are the things that I, I, learned, I took away the most. Oh, that's, that's real, bro. You said uh, leaders versus managers. You know, managers will really just tell you, hey, you need to do this and do it exactly like this. Um, and leaders will tell you, hey, I'm empowering you to do this. Like, you don't need to come to me for every single detail on how to do it. I'm going to paint you the picture of what I want to build. And man, I'm going to empower you to kind of run with it. And I think, you know, every day in your company today, you know what I'm saying? You've got a small team right now, but I know you're building something even bigger. And it's like, you know, it's going to take really great leadership to build that thing. You know, not great management because, you know, when you're starting off, I mean, you're probably managing one or two people. But when it comes to building something from the ground up, it's going to take big leadership, big vision to say, this is where I'm building. Here we're going. This is where we're going. And so exactly. um, you talk around being in a tech field and, um, you know, you went to Georgia Tech. And so when you think around your interest in technology and coding and programming um, and building things using technology, um, what really got you into this field? Like, what was it? Was it something in school? Was it, you know, someone you look up, you looked up to? Um, what was it? Yeah, definitely. So growing up, like, I was always the one that wanted like technology. And I think I get that from my dad too. He's like definitely into 
like uh, gadgets. I would, mm-hmm. That's what I would call it, gadgets, right? And so I remember when I was in elementary school, uh, my friends, they that's when the iPod just came out. And I had friends that uh, had iPods, so I like begged my parents to give me an iPod. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have much, uh, but they they spent their last to give me that iPod. Come right? on, <laughs> and, and so and so pretty much um, playing with the iPod, just seeing like, oh, I can actually listen to music. But I, I thought deeper, and I was like, how exactly does the iPod work? And so um, I kind of like expressed this fascination to like my parents and my parents they had a couple like engineering uh friends they didn't really know much my parents didn't really know much about engineering um but pretty much my parents they when i was maybe in middle school i want to say i was in sixth grade there was this summer program at spelman college mm-hmm. it was like maybe like a one-week camp and my parents uh, pretty much signed me up for it and it exposed me to um engineering like we made like a speaker out of like cardboard and like a uh, wire mm. um so it was like really exposed me to like hardware electronics and i was like okay i really like like computers and so i wanted to learn more and then when i got into high school i did a summer program at georgia tech mm-hmm. called the summer engineering institute and this was a, a three-week program i believe on campus um and they exposed us to different disciplines of engineering they it was, it was chemical engineering mm-hmm. also like computer science and also like computer engineering and so i was like okay i know this is what i want to do i was like really intrigued that for the longest, I was like, I want to work at Apple. Uh, and it's, it's cool because <laughs> I, I remember when you got the job at Apple. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know, I want to work at Apple. And so when I got to college, I started off as computer engineering. You know, that kind of leads into where we met you, mm-hmm. where I met you and where we met. And um, I realized after a while, though, that computer engineering was very hard, hardware oriented and very low level. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do something more with software coding. You know, I feel like there's more instant gratification when you're, you know, coding versus when you're doing more of the like hardware embedded systems type uh, things. Mm-hmm. And so I eventually switched my major to computer science. And that's kind of how I got my internship, secured an internship and came out to San Francisco and started my full time career. Bro, that's a good journey, man. Um, you know, I, it's crazy that, you know, I think it was maybe 2011. Um, I was fresh out of college and, you know, I always felt a desire to just bring somebody else along with me. And um, I signed up for the uh, Georgia Tech alumni, um, Georgia Tech alumni mentorship. Mentor jackets. Mentor jackets. And um, the first person I got assigned was you. And I was early in my career. You were still kind of early in school. Um, And, you know, but I think we we formed a really great uh, partnership where, you know, I was able to show you a lot of things that I was learning along the way, but also give you some insight on how to get exactly what you wanted. And it's crazy how things work, man. And, you know, we ended up being in the Bay Area together and you actually started coming out church and i'm like man god works in some crazy ways um but you know you talked around um doing those summer programs and then um when you got to school um you started to learn more about what you were really excited about but i think every step of the way from those summer programs to where you are now it was important people in your life that you considered as mentors um, that helped get you further and further into your career and where you are now and so when you think around mentorship how important do you think mentorship is and mentorship is so important. Honestly, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it weren't for mentors. Um, and that's the thing. I, I feel like I have various mentors in my life. Mm-hmm. They're mentors that kind of like, when you think about, you know, your own personal board of directors, right? That yeah. mentors that, you know, speak into your life and different seasons uh, and for different like topics, right? So 
like for example like you as a as my mentor in college mm -hmm. like through mentor jackets you helped me tremendously i remember we would do mock interviews over the phone bro um <laughs> with java and yeah. so this is like when i was just starting out and so like stuff like that was super helpful and then even like as i've gotten older like you know mentors even people that are just a few steps ahead of me mm -hmm. um that you know got these jobs i remember when i was applying to georgia tech i had a friend um her name is amy and um after I did that summer program, I just heard all these crazy stories about um, people like failing out of Georgia Tech and all these bad things to that that would discourage a young minority to mm -hmm. even go into go there. Um, but Amy, uh, she was like, no, you can definitely do this. And seeing other people having that exposure to those other people was so important. And so now, like whenever I can find a mentor, I can. And it's like, it doesn't always have to be that, you know, will you be my mentor mm -hmm. moment? But it's just one of those things like, you know, asking questions every now and then and uh, you know usually that mentor people love like helping other people mm -hmm. and so they usually you know take an interest in you and then you may formalize that relationship or it may just be one of those unspoken mentorships so mentorship has had a huge role in my life bro i mean you you said some gold just a second ago you said it's like your own personal board of directors like who's who's encouraging you who's advising you who's telling you when you're making the wrong moves or we should you should try something different like it's so important to have mentors in your life and even on the spiritual side i think it's so important to have you know pastor in your life like who is in your life who's going to be real with you who's going to yeah. help like man like i don't know that's what you should do or man you know have you thought about that have you prayed about that who is in your life um like that and i think you know that's what helps a lot of us get to where we are now but not but also i think not get comfortable where you are right now because right you know here in the bay area you know you get paid you know you know hundred thousand dollars plus salaries you're like oh man i'm i'm good you know people ask yeah. you hey what do you want to do you're like i don't know i'm just gonna be here for the rest of my life and that's a poor life when you're just comfortable yeah. where you are <laughs> but you know i think the life that we're meant to live is a life where we're always trying to get more man and it's not like i'm trying to get more money but i'm just trying to always do more like get more out of my life and you know when you think around uh you know even just the journey of stepping into uh what you're leading now and your company that you have now um, do you do you feel like it was inspired by a natural desire to do more? Do you feel like it was people pushing you and encouraging you saying, man, you really should start your own thing? Um, do you feel like it, it, it also encompassed some of your faith of, man, I know God's created me to do more. What do you feel like, you know, pushed you to do what you're doing? Oh, definitely. Um, for me, um, it's, it's a mixture of, of all of those things. It, I know when I was working, um, after a while, I thought like I just wasn't growing mm. and I just, and of course, you know, that I could always like switch teams or even like looking to other, like joining other companies. Yep. Uh, but for me, like entrepreneurship has always been a goal. And I feel like God planted that seed, um, in my life for me to like, you know, want to be an entrepreneurship, to be an entrepreneur and even like bringing faith to the marketplace. And so, um, yeah, for me, it's just like one of those things I'm, I know I'm called higher, mm. uh, to, to, to do something greater. And also it was like, it wasn't an easy decision. Like I kid you not, I left a lot of money on the table <laughs> uh, w when I left my job. And, yeah. you know, currently I, I'm not drawing a paycheck, uh, but I left a lot of money on the table. And a lot of people, when I was, when I told them like I was leaving to do my own thing, people looked at me like, are you crazy? Many people even said that they were like, I think you're making a mistake. Mm. And it was just that, you know, and I prayed about it and I have a prayer journal um, that, and someone actually recommended that to me, like writing your prayers down. And so like, you know, I prayed about it and it's just like one thing led to another. And it's just like, you know, I felt that was God speaking to me saying like, you know, this is your time to like, to take this leap. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, say, say, 
say someone be like, are you sure that was God? And I just had that personal conviction um, that it, that it was the right thing for me to do. And so, you know, taking that step back, leaving the money on the table, I think that it, it was, it take, it definitely took a lot of faith um, to do that. But I, I have, I have faith that it'll pay off in the long run. Bro. Um, I definitely believe it is, man. You know, I said this in my last podcast and I'll say it again, that Spider-Man movie, man, into the Spider-Verse, it, so much gold in that movie and in that movie uh, miles morales is sitting on top of a building and he's just remembering everything the original spider-man told him he said it's just a leap of faith and you know that's when he jumped off and i think you know everything that we do in life it, it requires some faith man you know because faith is going to be the thing that sustains you when things get hard because maybe it's easy you know maybe you start off with a whole lot of momentum and you're like oh this thing is really going but like any good race, you know, you get tired along the way and you lose sight of where you're going. Um, but then you got that faith and you're like, OK, no, 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 no. I still got more to go. Um, and just kind of speaking into momentum, um, I think when, you know, even before you started um, Shopper and really left your full time job, um, you started something called Drakestagram. And I'm pretty sure it was kind of like something you just started on the side and you're like, cool, I just need to need this for myself. Um, and then you put it out there and it blew up, man. Like so many people were, um, tweeting about it, putting it on social media. And I felt like everybody in the Bay area knew about Drakesagram or even just around the world. And so, um, with that project, where did it come from, man? Yeah. So, uh, a little background on Drakesagram. So Drakesagram is essentially a website that I made that lets people, uh, search different keywords mm -hmm. um, that will help them create an Instagram caption using Drake lyrics. Mm -hmm. So say, for example, you know, you wanted to put something like um, Lambo, right? In your Drake, in your Instagram caption, you would search Lambo on Drake's Instagram and it will give you all of the Drake lyrics that include Lambo. And so that, that originally started out of, out of boredom. I was actually <laughs> on a, <laughs> I was actually on a trip uh, with two friends. We mm -hmm. were in Vancouver and while we were there, Drake was actually um, in Vancouver for his tour. And I saw him the week before in Oakland mm -hmm. at his uh, at a concert. I didn't see him, like, I didn't meet him, but I saw him. And I know I always am one that uses Drake lyrics for my caption. <laughs> I know a lot of other people do. Yeah. Some people even just put insert Drake caption. Oh, a lot surreal. of celebrities even do it, too. Like Odell Beckham Jr. does it a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, what if there was a way? People, I know people that are sitting on a bunch of, photos that they don't want to post because they don't mm -hmm. have a caption so i was like so it was a silly idea i was like what well, if there's a way to search different keywords and it gives you back a drake lyric um it gives you back a drake lyric to use as an instagram caption and so i was like it's a silly idea so i worked on it um i didn't really have this was like maybe november uh 2018 when i had the idea mm -hmm. but i didn't really have much time to work on it and so over the holidays like during christmas um when i was back home in atlanta with my family i literally um, just sat down and started coding it. And then I released it on New Year's Day 2019. Bro, timing. And then it, timing. And then it went crazy. Like, literally everybody was, like, resharing it. It was viral. And, like, to this day, it has over, like, 17,000 uh, searches. It's all organic. I haven't done any paid advertising. Um, because of that, like, I was able to secure a speaking engagement at Afrotech uh, in 2019. And so that definitely opened up a lot of the doors for me. And the crazy thing about it is I, I feel like Drake still doesn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be a crazy day when he finally realizes there's something called Drake, Drakestagram. And he's like, who created this? Boom. In a music video. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Did you uh, expect the response that you got? Because it was overwhelming. 
No, like the thing is, like I, I wanted it to be like I wanted the response that it got, but I didn't really think it would get that. I thought people would, people would either talk about me or they'd be like, "Oh, you're such a fanboy," you know, mm-hmm. all these kind of mm-hmm. things. But you know, I really don't care when it comes to those kind of things. So I was like, let me just put it out there, and I think that's that's one thing that you know myself included, we all have to like get over is like putting our gifts out there and not being ashamed of what other people say, um, e- e- even if it's not perfect, you know. Oh, that's real, man. You know, we, if you're, if you're a believer, I think we all know the story of the talents and it's like, God's giving you some, some talents. He's giving you something and you're meant to use it, man. Like not bury it and like, ah, oh, nobody's going to care. Nobody wants to see this or people going to talk about me or it's not going to be fully polished. But I think the hardest thing um, to do, you know, as any person who's creating anything is to just put it out there. You know, I created right. something, I'm putting it out there and regardless of the response, I did that. You know what I mean? I can still say, when, if anyone asks me, man, what do you do? Here's some things that I've done. This is on my resume. I didn't wait for, you know, a specific moment to happen in my life where every card lined up and I'm like, cool, this is the very perfect time for me to do this thing. It's like, no, I, I just did it. And, you know, exactly. I, I look at, you know, how you created that, that product. Um, and it really came out of, like you said, boredom, but I think it also came out of just like a desire to just practice desire to just do more and like how how can I get even better at my craft and you know we all know Alan Iverson and he's against you know practice you know talking about <laughs> practice practice but I think practice is so important if if you're whatever you're doing in life whether you're uh you know want to create films whether you do work in tech and you're doing um, programming or you know I don't know where what field that pe- most people work in but whatever it is that you're doing um, I think practice is so important and so uh, looking at everything that you've created, how important do you think, you know, practicing your craft is? No, I think practicing your craft uh, is so important. And I know you talked kind of like talked about, you know, the story of the talents is like, if you don't use it, you lose it. And so pretty much like for me, when it comes to things like coding, like I feel like I, I put in, I can't even quantify it at this point, but I've done multiple side projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, and these are things that were, you know, I wanted them to become a business, but they, they, they flopped, but still it was like putting the time in, I was able to get better at it. And so it's like, when you're able to put that time in, you're also able to recognize and see like patterns a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and, and you're also, you're more credible when you put that time. In. So people, and people can see, and people can tell immediately if you know what you're talking about, oh, whether it be it whether it be in tech or whatever you say you're good at, right? Um, it's like, if you don't, if you don't put the time in, mm-hmm. um, it's really hard to, you know, get that business off the ground if you're not putting the time in. Honestly, doing anything is really hard to do. Um, so I think practicing is so important. I know there's like so many different like teachers out there that say, you know, putting in 10,000 hours in your craft, mm-hmm. all these different things. But like the, the fact of the matter is like putting that time in is um is what's going to get you to the next level and so i know in these times that we're in right now yeah with, you know COVID 19 this is an opportunity for people to come out with skills i actually saw this thing on twitter and it talks about in um the uk when isaac newton was a kid there was like some kind of disease mm-hmm. and it shut down the, the entire country and that's kind of when he discovered calculus i'm not sure that how, how factual that is yeah but it's, it's, it sounded it sounded kind of legit yeah. I, you have to fact check that one but <laughs> 
the, the moral of the story is like using this time to like, you know, just get better and sharpen, sharpen our knives. Exactly. Don't be just Netflix and chilling, like get to <laughs> start doing something, build your craft, man, learn some books, learn some things, read some books. Um, you know, I think, you know, you, you talk about the time that we're in and, you know, I think it's a lot of doom and gloom right now, but, you know, I think, you know, if you look at it from the grand scheme of things, it's, I think it's a, a wake up moment of like, man, life is precious and man, we're meant to leave this world with some things. And um, man, the greatest thing that we can leave the world is the things that we produce and what producing anything requires hard work. Um, it requires a lot of time. It requires a lot of commitment, um, but ultimately requires faith. Like, do you believe in what you're creating? And do you believe that God has equipped you with what you need and who you need in your life? And so you're in, um, you know, probably maybe what, a couple months in um, of being full time on Shopper, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I know that running any business um, has its ups and downs. Um, fortunately, you're a digital business. And so, um, you know, right now you're not probably not as affected as maybe people who have mom and pop shops. But um, I know you're probably getting hit with a lot of like, man, like I got a lot of losses, um, but I got some wins here. And um, so when you think around uh, just the, the, the sustainability of what you're doing and really, um, you know, the, the, the drive that you need to keep going, um, how much do you think your faith in God is keeping you grounded, but also keeping you moving? Yeah, my faith in God right now is definitely keeping me grounded, uh, grounded and keeping me moving. Um, especially because, you know, when it comes with, when we first started the business, it was essentially, we were thinking like, okay, this is going to be the DoorDash clothes. Um, but then like, it, we tried to get a couple of initial customers that was really hard, um, to do, especially because like unit economics just don't work out. And so there, I was like, okay, we need to switch to like a different, uh, business model. And, um, I just remember like writing in my prayer journal, like God just put me in front of the right people. Mm. Um, let me, let me connect with the right people. And so literally I posted, I sent out an email about Shopper on a listserv that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a lady that I met out here in the Bay Area three years ago when I first moved in 2017. And when I, and we we met at like a entrepreneurship event and she, she saw my email that I sent out recently about Shopper and she said, oh my God, I'm so proud of you, Kyle. I would love to try it out. And um, so pretty much she in- invited me to her home to do like a brainstorming session. Mm. And then she was telling me about like all the, like pretty much how connected she is. And she told me like, she knows like people at, and I don't wanna like drop any names, but yeah. she knows people at, at companies that are kind of in the space that are very high up in the space of, of the industry that I'm working in right now, like retail. And I was just like, wow, like, literally like, this is like days after I wrote in the prayer journal. And so um, I was like, I just thought that was crazy. When she started telling me, yeah, I know this person from here. Mm. This person is a childhood friend, like I know their mother, like those kind of things. And so like my faith in God, like every day I ask God to like, you know, put the right people in front of me, uh, put the right customers in front of me mm-hmm. in order to build this business. And I know I can't do it on my own. And there's times even where I forget to like, you know, ask God for that help. I try to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I'm going to admit that, like, you know, there's times I'm like, you know, I can do this, like. I'm not saying I don't need God, but it's yeah. not at the for, it's not at the forefront of of me like you know actually doing these things. And so there's those times when I'm humble and I'm like God, like, I need your help. Um, and those are the times where like things actually happen, and it's, it's because I ask, you know. And so I'm, I'm learning that I can't do this on my own, and I'm grateful for like you know an amazing church community 
that like you know supports me family mm-hmm. and friends that are and that encourage that encourage me and like you know speak the word of god into my life bro that's real so important to have that circle that community um the mentors all those things in your life so that um you can be even just the best you um that you were designed to be and so um i'm excited to literally watch the journey man um you know, I don't know what God has in store for Shopper. Um, I don't know how many businesses he has in store for you. But what I do know is that, man, we're going to see some amazing fruit from it. Um, so many things are going to be produced because of your leadership and what you're putting in and the time um, and the effort and the sacrifice that you're putting in. Um, and I know it's all going to produce some amazing fruit. So, man, you know, kudos to you. <laughs> Not many people can do it, but uh, I'm glad I get to watch it and have a front row seat, man. And um Man, I'm excited to see the next time we sit down where you talk about literally everything um, that God has done and everything that he still has in store for you. So, man, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast, brother. Um, Man, excited to have you on here again. No, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, like like you said, I'm super excited uh, for the next time we like sit down. I know coffee and chai is going to be booming. I know shopper is going to be booming. So I can't wait to just sit down and um, and chat and exchange our, our stories from our journey. Come on, man. Well, let's go, man. Until next time. Hey, thank you so much for checking out the podcast, Coffee and Chai. Be sure to hit the subscribe button, share with your friends or family as we plan to release new episodes every other Thursday to end your week off right. If you have any questions or comments, be sure to hit me up on social media, on Instagram or Twitter, RobG1906. But again, thank you for checking us out and we'll catch you next time.